Welcome to Shine, a child and youth development podcast brought to you by Catalyst Family Inc. I am Valerie Kelly, and with me is my co-host, Allie Ladio. If you are a parent, teacher, or work in a childcare setting, our podcast is for you. On Shine, we interview experts in child and youth development, share helpful parenting resources and advice, and provide you with inspiring stories as well as practical advice for supporting your family, community, classroom, and beyond. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Shine, inspiring conversations around children, family, and early child development. Today we speak with Emily Silver, co-founder of NAPS and Nurture by NAPS. She's a certified family nurse practitioner and board certified lactation consultant. NAPS supports women throughout pregnancy, throughout early childhood with an in-depth online learning platform, Nurture by NAPS. They provide a wide array of virtual classes and consultations and lactation and nursing care and work to create a sense of community that helps women feel supported in a non-judgmental way from the moment that they get pregnant. Emily and I actually go way back and it was so great talking to her for this episode. With two young kids myself, I have certainly turned to her resources many a time. So it was really exciting to catch up and discuss the challenging journey of being pregnant and becoming a new parent during a pandemic and beyond. We talk about feeding struggles, returning back to the workforce after maternity leave, and um, we discuss how to ask for help and accept the help that you're given. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Hi, Allie. It's so good to be with you. Haven't been together in so long. (laughs) I know. This is so much fun. Um, I am would love to start off with um, just a little quick introductions. Do you mind introducing yourself for our listeners? Yeah. So my name is Emily Silver. I am located in Boston and I am one of the founders of NAPS. And um, NAPS is sort of this world where we take care of pregnant um, families and then new and experienced parents once they deliver through like prenatal education, lactation consulting, sleep consulting, um, peer support groups with moms. There's a lot happening and it, and it goes all the way down to our online membership, which I can tell you guys more about at the end. Uh, my background is I'm a family nurse practitioner. I, my wheelhouse is labor and delivery though. That's what I did for so long. I'm a mom to two girls who are four and six, and I'm expecting a third girl this fall. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. I have loved watching um, everything you guys have done. You've grown so fast in the last few years and having two small girls myself, you guys are just spouting gold. I love your Instagram. I love your podcast. Um, So for all new parents out there, I think we'll have a lot to learn today. So thank you for all that you guys are doing and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to spread the word across the country too and talk to some other people. Yeah. So here, you know, on on Shine, we talk about uh, child development across all ages, but today we're focusing on baby stuff. So I'm excited about that. Um, And I also will just slip in there that I am a new aunt. I have a brand new four-day-old niece. And so I'm going to be thinking and listening to you with with her and my sister in mind. (laughs) So I'm excited to 
I know. I'll be excited <laughs> to learn what we can talk about. So let's just dive in. Um, I would love to hear, just start off by what's coming up most. I know you work with moms all the time. You're talking with new parents and um, hopefully there's some new parents out there listening today. So what's coming up most these days with the moms you're working with? What are you, um, what questions are you answering? I mean, there's always the same underlying themes that continually come up no matter where we are in our life, right? Like mm-hmm. whether we're pandemic during the pandemic or post, those are sort of like your feed it, your basic like feeding struggles that moms go through, you know, uh, the uh, sleep issues, struggling with like how to accept help and bring help in. I do feel like those common themes are always there. What's super interesting though, when I thought about this question is that if I think about just like right now in this moment, we are, we are coming out of a pandemic. And I think that a lot of the moms that I've been talking to in the last month are really struggling with that transition right? Like before they were pregnant in a pandemic or they delivered in a pandemic, we couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't have anybody come in. You were working from home. And like all of a sudden life is resuming again. And you would think it would feel super easy to just like slide back into what you always knew, but it's not, you know, like I think people are really actually struggling with the transition. Like back to real life, back to reality, honestly, whether that's with a baby or with a toddler or going back to work. Um, that is like for sure been coming up a lot. Right. And it's so interesting to think, I'm sure a big topic last year was being a new parent in a pandemic, which had its own set of challenges, but having be having coming out and having life open it's like these this new um bunch of expectations that are set on parents again so that's really overwhelming and actually i guess on that what during the pandemic what were some of the challenges that came up for new parents so i mean i would almost bucket them into like the new parents who are pregnant and then the parents who deliver right right the parents who were pregnant you know it was such that was such an isolating time for them because they had limited prenatal visits. Mm -hmm. Um, And when they did have visits, they were often virtual, which also limited ultrasounds, right? Because in the height of the pandemic, we were really trying to keep patients at home. Um, And that can be, that's very unsettling. Like I think back to, I mean, I'm having my third baby, but I think of like, basic questions that I have now while I'm pregnant. And that was like amplified for my first pregnancy. Right. And so just all of those fears and those worries and those questions and concerns, and then not being able to actually see your provider as often as you would like to when you're pregnant was like super unsettling going to ultrasounds um, by yourself, right? Like you couldn't bring your partner to your ultrasound. Um, And so I think that that was really not only overwhelming, but a bit like scary for people, you know? Yeah. I loved going to my visits, um, at my birth center. That was sort of my, those were things that kept me going, knowing I would keep my little list going. And I really, I know you could do that virtual, but it just wasn't the same. I, I really liked feeling cared for in person. So I could imagine that feeling really hard. Um, so hopefully things are getting a little bit better along those lines, but then just to turn back to what we were starting with before, it sounds like one of the challenges now is 
having to quickly feel like you need to go back to normal, which quote unquote normal. Um, and that looks different for everybody these days. So what, um, what are some things that you think parents could be considering right now when they have with the new baby, let's say it's a new parent and they are trying to go back to normal. What are some things to think about or some advice that you might share? Well, it sort of like ties into that first question of, you know, what was it like in the pandemic and what is it now, right? Because that was your pregnancy bucket, but your parents, we had parents that were delivering babies during a pandemic and you would go home from the hospital again with very limited visits postpartum because of the pandemic. And then there was this complete inability to have help, right? Like whether it was a baby nurse or a nanny or a family member or a friend, you couldn't let anybody in because we didn't have the vaccine and the numbers were really high. And so people were like truly on their own. (laughs) And they like got into these little bubbles, right? Of like their little family and, 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 and doing that. Um, and then now we're in this place where you actually can sort of start to bring in help again, right? You can bring in family, you can bring in friends. There are safer ways to do things with the vaccine and with the numbers getting better. And I think there's that transition that feels challenging to parents. Like how, how much can I do it once? Like what's okay? What's not okay? Um, and then like the working parents, right? Like we worked from home for over a year in our closets and our bathrooms and our cars, <laughs> we were going to yep. go anywhere. And a lot of people didn't have childcare because if, you know, daycares were closed or people didn't have nannies. So parents were working and also acting as childcare providers. And so this is like the total flip that I'm seeing right now is all of a sudden it's like, Hey, we're opening back up. The offices are open. You can, it's time like to just like restart life again. And it's sort of like, ah, like it feels really like, how do I do that? <laughs> like, what is that like? Yes. And a lot of my moms are struggling with the back to the basics of like, oh, I have to now like drop my child off at daycare. I do need to hire a nanny because I actually have to like show up at my office um, again for like a, you know, an eight hour day. And I mean, I don't know about you as like a working mom too. There was this sort of like really cool takeaway from the pandemic for myself and for other moms where it was like, you could actually find a way to really balance. I, it took time, don't get me wrong, but to actually balance like your family life and working because the pandemic forced us to put boundaries in place that should have really like been there all along. Right. (laughs) I totally agree with you. And I, I think that, yeah, the, out of the, the difficulty of the pandemic, were hard, but everyone tried to find their silver linings. And definitely one of mine was, was exactly that seeing, Oh, working from home means I can pick up the kids, spend some time with them and then finish up work, um, after dinner or whatever might work for your family that, you know, I wish I had done all along and it turns out, but that wasn't, we weren't really set up for that. So, um, it's like the country's shifting and, um, we kind of don't know quite yet what'll shake out there, but, um, yeah, I'd love to keep talking about that a little bit. So when it, if let's say there are working families that are trying to find that balance, um, and maybe trying to find their, 
their tribe, their new childcare. Um, do you, what would you say about just what, how to, how to go about doing that? Let's say it's somebody's first time and they're just breaking out of their bubble. Any tactical tips for getting started and trying to make that process a little less scary? Like sort of logistically speaking, like I'm going mm-hmm. back to work, it's time to find childcare. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that for that, everybody has different questions about childcare and everybody is sort of like looking for an answer that is supposed to be right. Um, but, but this is going to be one of those parenting situations where it's going to be different for every family, right? So parents don't actually need necessarily an answer. We just need to give them a way to make their decision so they can make a decision that's best for them and their family, right? Whether that be that they're choosing to enroll in a daycare five days a week, or maybe they decide that they want to have a nanny that comes into the home, or a lot of my clients have family that can help a couple days a week, and then they have like a babysitter that comes in a couple days a week, right? So I definitely think parents will come to me and and they lay out their options to me and they almost want me to tell them which one is right. Like, well, what's better? (laughs) What's better, right? Is it better to have my mom come? She can come two days a week, or is it better for my baby to go to daycare? And there is, there really isn't this like right answer. One really isn't better than the other. It's like I actually just need to help you decide. You need a way to decide what you're going to do because the decision actually just needs to be like what the heck's best for you and your family, right? Right. And then it's sort of like, okay, like what are your options? Like, what is your job? Where do you live? What's your commute like? What are your hours like? Um, are they flexible? Are they not flexible? What's important? There's, you know, we go on forever, but like what's important to you basically? Yeah, that's right. There's so much to consider. Um, and you know, the finances of it and everything, um, seems like, like many parenting decisions kind of coming up with your priorities for your family, like you said, is kind of a good step. I know for us, it was um, definitely just convenience was a huge step. We felt like we were fitting in so much. And I was like, well, what's closest? <laughs> what's, what can what can make our lives easier? Because we were trying to find that balance. Um, so sometimes that is a nanny. Um, yeah, it's well, an exciting like, what's time. What's realistic too, right? Like, because right. in the last year and a half, we were operating under sort of like unrealistic expectations at times. Because we were working, people were working from home, people were taking care of their kids. And I think what's kind of cool about coming out of the pandemic and what we should do as moms and as parents is actually hold the ground on what we want to take with us from the pandemic, right? Meaning like these boundaries that came into place, right? Because they have to, right? Like, oh no, I can't, I can't do a work call at five. Like I'm home with my kid doing dinner. I can't get back on Zoom at like 10 o'clock at night tonight, or I can't be back on email tonight because I have a newborn at home, right? Like boundaries got put into place. So I think they're connected to your type of childcare, which I know like probably I'm going to come full circle on this, but like I'm going some of this, but like what boundaries are important to you as you re-enter your workspace? Because that's going to play into what type of childcare you, you just, you choose, right? Because some people might think that they can do some days from home themselves or have some family come in, but if it's going to interfere with like the boundaries that you now have in place that are working well for you, and perhaps a nanny or a daycare helps you keep those boundaries, then that might end up being your better decision, essentially. Right. I, 
I, I feel like you need to do a brain dump, right? If you were listening to this right now and you were a parent looking at childcare, like you need to do a brain dump of like your pros, your cons, what's important to you, what kind of like boundaries you need to maintain with your employer, with your employees, with like at your career, essentially. Um, and like the boundaries that you're trying to maintain with your family, because then you can kind of look back at everything and peel all the layers back to make a choice that's going to protect that like little bubble that you've made for your family a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that's actually really helpful advice. I think when it comes to place to start, that's a really good place. Just brain dump. What are you, what are you taking away? What do you want to hold on to from your pandemic bubble and what um, do you want to change? I think a lot of people are also really excited to get out there in the world again and want, wanting that support. Um, I, I'll share that some of our priorities, this is so funny because I don't think I expected it if you had asked me before I had kids, but I despise making kids lunches and I chose a <laughs> child care where they do the lunch and snacks and I'm so happy. <laughs> like the little things that you just decide, you know what, if I cannot do that, <laughs> I, my life will be better. Oh my God. Um, yeah. What are, what are some of your priorities actually, if you don't mind sharing just in terms so, of balancing your life? Yeah. Like what I've really learned the hard way and along the way is that I am not a good person when I'm trying to be everything to everybody. Right. And that right. happened during the pandemic. It happened after my first child, which is where I was trying to, be a great mom, also work my job, also try to put dinner on the table, also be a good wife. Like you're, you're trying to give yourself to everybody. And then you ultimately just feel like you are horrible at everything. Um, and what I've learned, like, so one priority for me is that I don't want to be working when I'm with my kids. I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to be answering emails. I don't want to take a call. I, I actually really want to protect that time. Um, and I think that that's for me what really came out of the pandemic is that I don't want it blurred together and it got blurred together a bit because it, it you know it had to be for a period of time. Mm-hmm. I'd rather arrange for childcare for my kids and leave for the day and like get my job done and feel like I'm doing a really good job at it while I'm there and I'm on so that when I walk in the door at the end of the day, whatever time that may be, some days it's earlier, maybe some days it's later, I'm on. Like, and now it's just my kids and my husband and it's just family time. It's certainly not perfect. Like this is a daily like struggle and balance to work on, but I don't want to, yeah, like I don't, I mean, I don't know if this is ever happening. I don't want to like be looking at my phone when I'm with my kids or like seeing it ring when they're in the tub or feeling like I missed an email. Like I just, I want it separate. (laughs) I totally, that resonates with me very much. I think I, you know, I thought I could do that better. I I used to try to kind of split up my day in interesting ways. I thought I could get more done maybe after they went to sleep. And I kind of um, fantasized about that for a couple of weeks until I realized that I am checked out after a certain time of day (laughs) I'm done for. So I realized that's not the right balance for me. I've got to change my schedule and change the family schedule accordingly. So yeah, it takes a lot of, takes some practice to learn what what works and what doesn't. Um, and then to factor in your spouse. It It works for a little bit and then it doesn't again. You have to readjust again. Exactly. And then the minute you think you got it down, some kid goes into some new phase and you have to figure, (laughs) figure something else out, but that, that's how it goes. Right. Um, well, thank you. That's all really helpful and interesting to think about. And I did just going back to how the pandemic was so sheltering, I think having, um, some of those moms that, 
have, you know, maybe even a one-year-old now that are really just going out into the world and starting to socialize again. Something that comes up there is, um, you know, they're probably excited about it. There's new things to do, things to show, you know, museums to bring your child to, things like that. Um, but I bet it's a little scary too. Um, so, and, and I know that for me, having kids felt like a great moment to try to find friends and mom friends and get out there in the world. But, um, if you had your first child during the pandemic, that wasn't really a part of it. So do you have any tips there for, for moms that are starting to get out into the world, starting to just slowly inch out, whether, whether they have a six month old or a one year old or, or a newborn, just ways to, um, take, you know, safely, but, you know, get out, get out there in the world and be part of the the social part of motherhood. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so important to just find even one person that has a kid the same age as your kid, like just one friend, right? Maybe it's more than that. Um, We were super lucky because we run something called like Mom Survival Guide, and it's these mom support groups, and we used to meet in person all over Boston, and 10 moms would come, and you meet every week. We moved them virtually during the pandemic, and they're still virtual, and they're tripled in size and people are coming from all over the country. And what I've learned from it is that human connection and meeting in person is, is also very nice, but even having that support through like a virtual, like meetup each week and, or they have text threads that they do, they're getting so much value out of that. So even if you have a friend that's not in the same state as you, just being able to text with them, um, and then obviously like getting out and going for a walk with someone. But the the true key is that it doesn't have to be this like gang of women. <laughs> just you right. need one person, right? And the key when you find this one person is that their child is around the same age as yours, right? Because it's yeah. so different if you have a newborn and you're home on maternity leave in the first 12 weeks and you're talking to or texting with or meeting up with someone with a one-year-old. They just have been there and they, they do get it, but it's, they're not living it the way you are. Um, or when you're like getting back out there with a one-year-old, it's, you want to find another mom with a kid around the same age, not just for the, it's really not even just for them to socialize and, and, and hang out and play. Right. It's really really good to like, you're trying to live with someone who like actually gets the same struggles you're going through, whether it's sleep or starting solids or, weaning breastfeeding in bottles or going back to work like it's really refreshing and validating to have a buddy that actually like empathizes with you and is living it with you now how you find them that's true all sorts of ways right i have so we have like our virtual mom groups that people meet up they do their own text thread they meet up local moms groups all over the country are re-emerging again now that the vaccine is out there uh, we have a Facebook page, um, and the other day a mom posted on it, I just moved to this suburb, I need to get out of the house, I am looking for a, fr- a mom friend. She tr- she posted it on Facebook. This podcast is presented to you by Catalyst Family Inc., parent company of Catalyst Kids. Catalyst is the largest nonprofit childcare organization in California, and we encourage children's unique development through play-based learning, support busy families through quality care, and strengthen communities by providing a safe place for every child to thrive, offering daycares, preschools, and after-school programs, camps, and beyond. Find us at catalystkids.org. That's great. 
all of these moms started writing back being like, I live in this town too. I haven't done anything during COVID. I would love to go for a walk. You Like, this is it. You're just putting yourself out there, like, in a safe space of, like, I have a kid that's this age. This is where I live. Who wants to meet up outside like, for a walk yes. or a coffee? And that's, like, where you meet, like, some of your greatest friends, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I love that advice. And I, I do love the idea. I mean, there's it's being in person from time to time is so important too, but I would have really benefited from some of the virtual offerings back, um, you know, with my firstborn because it was, I was sort of out in the boonies. It was kind of hard to get out and about and it was such a project right. to get to my local mom groups. And so, you know, I did it, but it was a stress. So it would have been really nice to have a way to check in virtually too and make friends that way and have those text groups. So that is a really cool thing that you guys are offering. And I, um, and I do, I, I remember I sort of had a checklist in my head, all the different moms I had for different purposes, like the mom that I had with kids, my age, the mom that I had with three kids who I could ask any question, um, the, the single person nearby who I could hang out with when single and childless, when I was like, okay, baby staying at home, I need to feel like a real person again for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good to have that, that tribe in your head and not be oh, afraid yeah. to put yourself out there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, I just keep thinking too about my, um, my new niece and like the, the little one and trying to just go back a little bit to what we we're talking about in terms of finding that balance with very young ones. So do you, if we could go back, cause I know that's sort of your specialty too, is just the postpartum, like the, the craziness of postpartum. I could go on and on about the support or lack thereof that new moms get these days um, and how how prepared or unprepared we are. Luckily, you guys are battling that and <laughs> you guys are out there trying to help uh, fighting the good fight to get moms as prepared as possible. But um, can we just go back to some basic advice for brand new moms, um, just knowing the struggles that are there? Um, what would you share? It's always the same thing for me on this, and that is to not be a martyr and to accept help. Right, which yes. comes out kind of harsh, but we all do it. I we're wired. I can't figure out why, but we're sort of like wired as women and as mothers to just yes everybody and uh, and oh, no, I'm fine. I can do it, but no thanks, I'm okay. Like, and yes. we have this mentality that we're supposed to do it all and take it all on, and that's actually just not the reality. Um. I try to think about what it was like for my mom's mom and her mom when they had kids. Because from what I understand from their stories and talking to family is that they were surrounded by their community and other women and other families and people that helped them when they brought a baby home. I do think somewhere along the way it changed and a lot of us are working and we thrive at our careers and we love our careers and we want to go back to them. and. I don't know how it happened, but then we just jumped into that and we're like, oh, I'm going to keep doing all of that and I'm going to be a new mom and I'm going to take care of my baby and I'm going to like take care of my household. And that's just like not reality. Right. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Not- and then you have, you have Instagram right. showing you like all these other oh, ways yeah. people are doing it. So then there's the way, uh, way more comparison than ever before. It's so I, bad. Yeah. Realistic comparison, right? Like before we had Instagram. Um, like think back to like high school, we didn't have this stuff, right? No. You compare yourself <laughs> in person when you like saw other people and heard them talking and lit and listen to their story. And that's when you would, 
get this comparison. And now it's like, you're sitting, I think if your sister who just had this baby was four days old, it's really easy to like sit alone in your house and scroll Instagram and see this, like these picture perfect moments that people are displaying when yeah. they're postpartum. It happens all the time and you see it and that plays into this like unrealistic expectation. So yes. it's a combination of like so many things, but the bottom line is you not only it's not just about accepting help. It's actually asking for help. We also like aren't conditioned to even ask for help and it's a learned skill. So, and it's not easy to do and it, it takes like practice. So like my mom, so I just like did a mom's group before we did this podcast. And one of the first things I tell them on day one is they're all home with babies that are like a couple weeks old. When they get up in the morning, I actually make them say out loud one thing that they'll do that day one thing that they're not going to do that day and one thing that they're going to ask for help with because it's really hard to like open your mouth and ask for help and the minute you do it you're letting people in and that is actually what's making your life more doable with this newborn at home that you're trying to take care of wow that's amazing that was my favorite advice ever just this be I, I remember making lists it wasn't too long ago i had my second and having and it was my second. So, you know, I'd have a little practice. I was trying to be more graceful with myself and I definitely was asking more help at that point, but I still, but I would still would have tried to do something myself first. You know, it's just like you said, it's like ingrained in us. <laughs> we can't help it or something. And then um, you feel guilty when you do something yeah. for yourself and it's like, no, no, no. Take a uh, shower. I know. Oh, and it's even we'll just the basics. And get a coffee and don't bring the baby with you. Like you don't, you could, but you don't have to. <laughs> like, right. You can if you really want. Oh, I love that. And yeah, with my first, I remember, you know, passing her off for even just my mother-in-law to take her on a walk so that I could get a nap. And I was like crying myself to sleep. I just couldn't let her go for, to get myself some sleep. <laughs> I was like, if only I could tell myself, just take the nap. It's going to be good. It's going to be right. what you need. And now, you know, now that when you take the nap, you're just a better mom. You're just right? a better like, mom after you feel great. It's feel what you needed. It's so much better, but it's, it is such a mind like Oh, really yeah, but I love that. That was so one yeah, thing. Don't be a martyr. Ask for help. Accept help. Don't decide that you're supposed to do it all. That's actually that's nobody's reality. And if so, if you think it's somebody's reality, or you think they have it all and it's rainbows and unicorns, like I always joke, I'm, they're they're lying. Like no, <laughs> <Totally>. it's not <laughs> true. <laughs> I know you're like that's not real. Those are just no, edit, edits and they're adding sparkles Everybody to has. their Instagram. Yeah, yep. everybody has their ups and downs. <laughs> that's that's really good advice. Thank you. I think asking for help is totally true. And these one of my favorite things, um, you know, kind of also tying into the to the working mom thing is just like you said, the previous generations had family. They had less expectations of themselves in general, just as a blanket statement. And so they and it, there was all these, you know, it takes a um, village to raise a child. They usually had a village. They had family nearby. They had neighborhoods full of family. Um, these days, right. we're trying to do it all, and we don't have our village all the time. And so that goes back to the friend thing, to asking for help. You need to find your village and right. just be and embrace it. I had a lot of um, friends feeling really guilty about, you know, sending their child to uh, daycare in the early days. And I, you know, would just say, but you're, but you don't live next to your, your sister or your mom. You're, you're on your own. This is, they're your, um, it's so good for your babies to have another adult in their life that they can turn to. Right. 
Um, and once I sort of embraced that, I would, I felt so good. I would pass her right over to the, <laughs> to the nanny. Here you go. Take your, take her. And it felt, felt great to do that without guilt. Right. Um, awesome. This has been so helpful. I'm just loving how I can bring this right over to my sister and pass on some good knowledge. So thank you so much. Um, I feel like we could honestly go on forever, but I'd love to um, make sure that we wrap it up by sharing some of the resources that you have. You've already talked about a couple of them, and I know there's probably people listening excited to check out what you guys do some more. So do you mind um, letting them know where to find you? Yes, I want to do that. And I also quickly want to just plug one resource that's great for parents, grandparents, caregivers, whoever's listening to this about anything, right? You can use this for like pregnancy, childcare, family. I'm obsessed with Emily Oster. Um, She's an an, an author, an economist, but she has, she actually developed a decision-making model that parents can use. So it sort of ties back to the beginning of this, like whether, especially with childcare, right? Like you just need a way to make a decision. Right. Um, I'll make sure that I give you the link to this, to this. I will. We'll put it in the notes. But it's basically like deciding what your options are, looking at your risks and benefits, and then making a decision that's best for your family. And I think that it's just a great resource for anybody who's listening for a lot of circumstances, (laughs) pandemic or not, it, it, it all comes down to like, not what's best or what's right. It's how to make the good decision for your family. Um, so I'll definitely want to plug her cause she's a free newsletter and she's my like go-to right now, like this year, especially in the pandemic. Um, and then in terms of naps and nurture by naps, you know, I think the best place to start is following us on Instagram. Um, our handle is nurture by naps. And that's where we not only put out a ton of free content, but every Monday we do something called Moment for Mom, where either myself or my business partner, Jamie, shows up live for an hour in our feed and we answer any questions about pregnancy or parenting, no judgment. And um, we also try to put out, you know, the realities of being a parent. Uh, Our Instagram squares aren't as cropped and perfect as others might be. I love that about you guys. like a fun place to start. And then the other place that I feel like we do just like keep things super real is, is our own podcast, which is unswaddled. And it's sort of like the truth about like, you know, parenting, like, and they're, they're easy. They're 20 minutes. They're super easy to listen to. And hopefully you can take away one thing, but you can find unswaddled on any of like the major podcast forums, like Apple, uh, iTunes, Spotify, that kind of stuff. Um, and then our online membership, which I can, it can send you information to as well, but you can access us from all over the country. Everything's online. It's on demand. It's from medical professionals that are also real moms and it's to get some non judgmental, straightforward parenting advice. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much. You, you guys are truly generous with your content. It's true from, I, I love the Instagram and you are just really authentic in the way that you're trying to help as many moms as possible. It, it comes through. And so thank you on behalf of the moms of the world <laughs> for all that you guys are doing. Thank it's you for really having great. me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Such a could go on probably all day about all these topics, but at least I know. Oh, okay. Next one. I know what to do with the current project of the day in my house is to like 
officially sleep train a five-year-old and a two and a half year old. We never quite got around to that, Emily. It's really fun over here. We're just, <laughs> oh my gosh. So we'll, we'll sign you up for that one in, in a couple Everybody months. Everybody turns that? out right in the end there. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know, right? They won't be sleeping with me still in college, right? Um, house too so and I do this for a living so <laughs> oh my gosh I know I love that too I love when you guys talk about your struggles I it makes us all feel good care, like where they're sleeping as long as everyone's asleep like I just want people to sleep <laughs> <laughs> I know you gotta that's that's the number one tip of parenting right pick your Go battles to sleep. <laughs> does everyone sleep yeah choose what you want to deal with on any given day well thank you so much for your time Emily I can't wait to yeah we'll share all those links in the show notes and I really appreciate having you on hopefully we can do it again sometime Thanks for having me. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Shine, inspiring conversations around children, family, and early child development. Please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and connect with us. You can find us at catalystkids.org slash shine.